0: What's going on everybody? With comic book fatigue setting in, it appears this is the greatest opportunity video game studios have ever had to make their mark on Hollywood. However, before we get into all of that, we're going to talk Shazam vs. Black Adam, Marvel Studios making changes, Star Wars and their constant revolving gore, and a quick Mandalorian Chapter 20 review. So sit back, relax, and welcome to Indie Geek. What's going on, everybody? How's it shaking? Welcome to Bridging the I am your Nubian guard who gave the keys to the starfighter to Kellan back. How's it going. Tell you what, this week's Mandalorian was no Mandalorian. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of people like sitting there complaining and and bitching because it's not more than 25 and I was one of them I, I, I will admit in the past I've been one of those ones who've said the Mandalorian needs to be longer than 25 I, these episodes need to be closer to an hour or what have you but I tell you what what they were able to do in this 26 minutes this week was phenomenal phenomenal Now, before we get into all that, though, because I I do want to start with the Mandalorian Chapter 20 review in just a a moment here. But before we get into that, uh, right now, I don't have a co-host. No, no, I don't have a co-host. So, before we get started in everything, I want to make sure that you all understand, those of you who are new, those of you who are just stopping by for the first time or uh, for the 30th time, which I don't think I have anybody that does that, I want to explain how the show works. The first 20-25 like, minutes or so, uh, it's pretty much dedicated to a few hot topics from news-related articles, reviews, what have you, throughout the week. And uh, we discuss those a little bit. And then after that, after that, we have a main topic that we like to discuss. And this this week's main topic, I think, is a really cool discussion to have. Because with everything going on right now in Hollywood with the fandoms and all that jazz... The fact that, oh, we got somebody here, Hunter Iggy. (laughs) Um, We'll get to that in a minute there, Hunter. But, you know, with everything going on in Hollywood right now and with the perceived or what some people were thinking is superhero fatigue, uh, we have to ask, is this the perfect time for video games to jump into Hollywood and really make an impact and take over the comic book genre? in that medium so it's going to be interesting discussion hopefully ken's supposed to to be on today's show and uh, i don't know where he's at um so hopefully he's he's able to get on here hopefully uh all right now before we before we get into all that and hunter i know you really want to talk about um the casting rumors for Superman. You know what? I'll I'll answer this for you real quick. Do I think David Crenswett and Wolfgang are on James Gunn's list? Right now, I I couldn't tell you who he has on his list because if you ask me, we don't know exactly what he's going for. And we know that he wants younger. So that's why Henry Cavill's not there anymore. He wants younger. But I will say that, I'm a fan of the idea of Wolfgang. I think he would be a great choice for it. Uh, I also, you know, the more I think about it, I like Austin Butler, but I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I think at this, at this juncture, anybody is possibility of being on their list. And I personally, I think this casting needs to get done within the next few weeks. I also think they need to cast a Batman within the next few weeks. Because I truly think that they need to create a one two minute long, three minute long scene to add on to the end of the Flash movie, whether it's a mid credit, post credits, what have you, basically explaining that this is a new universe, that they have that we have entered a new universe at the end of that movie. I also think they need to move Aquaman before Flash, push Flash forward a little bit and move Blue Beetle to next year. But yeah, I I think that they need to do a good bit there. So hopefully, hopefully we get some, some casting news within the next, what, three or four months? That'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be pretty cool. All right, so let's get into this here. I want to talk about The Mandalorian, Chapter 20. Look, this this chapter was, again, it it just clocked in around 26 minutes, and now it's without the credits. And I really had a lot of fun with this episode, or with this chapter specifically. From the reveal and the story of Grogu's rescue on Coruscant, uh, to him, to Grogu receiving his first bit of of Mandalorian of Beskar armor. I get he has the chainmail, but this is this isn't chainmail. This is a piece of armor. And the progression of what what's going on with Grogu right now, we see him being pushed by Din Djarin to start learning to start training to become a true Mandalorian. And I I love seeing that. I love seeing the them building Grogu into being a real character. You have to believe the idea behind this is you have to believe that he is a real living creature being character that is there. And I absolutely love it. I think it was phenomenal what they did with him this episode in such a short amount of time with that. I really like what they're doing with Bo-Katan as well because Bo-Katan I think has been one of those characters who, you know, she had a great story or an interesting story in clone wars and a little bit in, in rebels and the fact that they're taking her and she's lost everything. And now she has to find a way to get it all back. I really like what they're doing with her there. Because at the end of last episode, or no, I'm sorry. It was not the end. It was the beginning of last episode. You know, she comes out from the waters and she's sitting there contemplating what she just witnessed, seeing a mythosaur. And then she gets with the children of the watch here. And it was phenomenal that, she, you know, when they get there, they're like, you are now a Mandalorian. You're now one of us. And I think that that really did something to her. You know, I, I think that she's going to bring all the Mandalorians together. I really do. I think that's what she's going to do. She's going to bring the Mandalorians together and fight for Mandalore. Uh, this season of of The Mandalorian... Probably should be called Bo-Katan at this point, which I'd be fine with. I think she's a great character, and I would love to see a spinoff show just about her. And that's kind of, I think, what this season is becoming. Which, again, I'm 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 okay with. I'm definitely okay with that. And again, you know, seeing I'm going through the slides here, you know, seeing the armor build that uh, piece of armor for Grogu, and then whenever he has the flashbacks here of being rescued by none other. None other than Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) For real though, Ahmed Best, who deserves so much more credit, so much more praise than what he's ever gotten for his role as Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars. I, I, I tell you what, when he popped up on the screen my jaw dropped i was like that is brilliant and what's even more brilliant i think it was colton who used to joke about this on on previous episodes or shows of this Uh, he's joked that oh it's jar jar that saves (laughs) it saves grogu and in a sense it was jar jar which i think was fantastic but you know he's called uh what is it quentin beck not quentin beck uh i did have it here but i don't remember where it's at um Kellerin Beck. That's his name, Kelleran Beck. I, that, that was just so cool. That was cool. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. Great to have him pop up. And I like how they used the new the the Nubian guards and uh, took the Naboo starfighter. It, it, it's brilliant what, they, what they've what they done with this and connected everything. I, I love it. I hope he pops up again. I, and I think he will. I think as we learn more about what happened with Grogu, I think he's going to pop up. And it's interesting. Are they going to go to Naboo? And could we see vader that'd be very very interesting that somehow grogu gets away from vader that'd be really interesting to see that play out we had the other story you know going on not the backstory but of bo katan trying to help rescue the child uh the the one mandalorian child that was taken by a dragon bird thing and Again, I really like what they're doing with Bo-Katan because I, I feel like they're building her story up and really solidifying her place as a Mandalorian in this group of people. And showcasing that she's been accepted by this group of Mandalorians. Then after the rescue, obviously during the rescue, she lost a piece of her shoulder armor. And after the rescue, she ends up getting a new piece with asking to have the Mythosaur crest put on it. And it's interesting because she goes, you know, I've seen, I've seen the mythosaur and the armor is like, well, it's a great vision to have. And she's like, no, no, it's not a vision. I I saw a real one. (laughs) So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I think the mythosaur is going to play a huge part in Bo-Katan regaining leadership over all of Mandalore. The only question I have though, because we know how Bo-Katan is, is she just doing this? Is she, going to use the watch is she going to utilize them for her own benefit or is she going to actually embrace them and 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 live amongst them and continue living with them that's that's going to be the interesting thing it looks like uh my fiance and my daughter uh are watching remy's my daughter and i guess she saw the picture of baby she loves grogu She is a huge fan of Grogu, and she must have saw the picture of Baby Yoda. But let me know your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts on this episode, Chapter 20 of The Mandalorian. Again, I think it's great. I think this season has been phenomenal so far. The fact that people aren't liking it it just baffles me. I don't know what you want at this point. Again, we know that Season 2 was supposed to be the end of of Din Djarin and Grogu's story, but because of how great it was, how big and how much how much people loved it they had to find a way to continue the story and it does feel a little disjointed but i think when you get down to it and you detach yourself from dinjarin and grogu you start to see that this season to this point is a story of bo katan and that's really what's going on right now and i love to see it but let me know your thoughts in the comments below uh yeah i think it's uh i think it's a pretty exciting Pretty, pretty exciting for sure. All right. So we had some interesting news pop up this week. And let me see if I can find it here. Uh, Of course. I got so much junk here. There it is. So really interesting news came out that... Longtime Marvel Studios executive Victoria Alonso exited her role as VFX lead. Now, when I made this post, when I made this little caption, the reasoning behind the departure had not been revealed. However, it was speculated that it has to do with the recent issues surrounding the MCU and its poor reception. We know that Bob Iger who is the CEO, the head, you know, the head guy of Disney, we know that he's going to be making some changes. It's rumored that they're supposed to be laying off. I think it's like 4,000 more people. And this is going to be higher end people just to accommodate and make up a lot of the money that they've lost the last year or so. On top of that, we heard all of these things the past few months about how VFX teams were overworked and how it is, the worst company to work for is Marvel studios and they hated it. And they would come in the last minute and ask for things. And so you have to ask, yeah, they're looking to cut positions, but could this be why, or could this be why she was let go? Did they find like, okay, we have to cut positions. Here's a good reason to do it right here. And I think that, I think it would, would be a smart move to do it because of that. Now here's the thing. It it has since come out that she was fired. So 100% she was fired, and she stated that it was a shock to her, or at least to insiders. Insiders say that she was shocked by being let go. But the, the really interesting and telling side of things here, now she has been around for, what, 11, 12 years within the Marvel Studio. I mean, from the very beginning of Marvel Studios, she was there. And I think as recently as 2018, 2019, she became the head of VFX. But she's been there for, for more than a decade. And the fact that these insiders are also saying that Kevin Feige didn't, didn't even back her up on this, didn't even go and, and, and tell you know, Bob Iger, whomever it was that fired her, like, no, we can't do this. He didn't do it. And I think that's pretty telling. I think it's telling that they have to make changes right now. What was going on at Marvel for the past three years has not worked. And yes, I know that there was a pandemic in the middle of that, but what has gone on for the past three years has not worked. Things have been so divisive. Things have not gone over well with people. You've had your, your occasional surprise hits and exciting moments, but when, all of a sudden done, you take a look at the backlash from the VFX teams, how the fans have been treating everything coming out, the poor reception of their woke culture that they've been in- inserting into Marvel. Changes need made. And I think this is just the first stone to drop. I-, I really think that that there will be more changes made over at Marvel Studios that are going to be pretty huge. I really do think it's going to be pretty huge. Hunter Iggy, what is your thoughts on Snyder called attacking saggy Malone's Malone's Malons? I don't know who saggy Malone's is. Maybe I can do a quick search. <laughs> Did you, um, I don't think that's, I don't know what that is. I don't know who saggy Malone's is. Uh yeah, if you can tell me a little more, I'm gonna talk about the Snyder fandom here momentarily. Uh, but before I do that, let me know your thoughts on what's going on with Marvel Studios. Do you think there's going to be more changes going on? Do you think that this is something that uh we should be worried about with the MCU? Do you think it's gonna be a positive? Do you think it's gonna be a negative? what do you think is going to be the ramifications of not just alonzo being let go and fired but the possibility of others being let go and fired i want to know your thoughts on all of that in the comments next up all right so this this one's interesting this this little tidbit here this little uh thing is is pretty interesting because there has been a lot a lot of dc discussion this past week the first thing i want to point out is this one here this little bit here shazam director done done with comic book movies on twitter shazam director david f sandberg has confirmed that he would while he enjoyed making those two dc films shazam and shazam fear the gods he is more than happy to disconnect from the superhero discourse online and take a break from the genre he says, one thing I've really been looking forward to is to, is disconnecting from the superhero discourse online. A lot of that stresses me out so much, and it will be nice to not have to think about that anymore. Here's the thing. A lot of people are misunderstanding what he's talking about here. <laughs> the discourse he's talking about on the internet is not critics. is not the Hollywood Reporter or Deadline. No, what he's talking about... the fans the fans calling him out the fans being complete assholes to anybody who isn't Zack snyder that's what he's talking about and and i i agree with him and i feel for him because the first shazam movie was a phenomenal film so much fun so much heart not only that but it, it it loosely connected to the snyder films regardless of what you want to believe and, and how you want to call it homodiverse or what have you, it loosely connected to what Snyder created. He was respecting that. But now, now he's done with it because of those fans, because of the way that they've been treating DC filmmakers. And it's a damn shame It is a complete damn shame. He's a good filmmaker. He's a damn good filmmaker. And the fact that they're, that these fans, which, yes, are a minority. I know people want to sit there and say, well, if we're just a minority, it shouldn't matter. No, you can be in a minority and make a loud noise, a loud enough noise to piss people off. And that's what you're doing. And that's that's what really pisses me off. Because he deserves so much more. So much more than what he's gotten. But the Shazam rhetoric doesn't stop there. Because over this past week, we've discovered and learned that Shazam Fury of the Gods is a huge financial failure. Made terrible amount of money, which I can't believe made such a little bit amount of money the first weekend. And now, it seems like there's some blame trying to be passed around on why there's such little money made for it. It's being, it was being reported earlier this week that Dwayne Johnson nixed the idea of connecting his Black Adam movie to Zachary Levi's Shazam film. So the story goes like this. First and foremost, Shazam was going to pop up in some former fashion in Black Adam. They were going to have a connection to Shazam and Black Adam. Dwayne Johnson nixed that idea. They made Black Adam. And while they were making Shazam, because both of them were being made roughly around the same time. So while they were making Shazam, they wanted to have Hawkman and I think it was Cyclone show up at the end in a mid-credit scene to try and recruit 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 Shazam Billy Batson to the Justice Society. But Dwayne Johnson said no. He said no. First off, my question is, why the hell does he have a say-so in that IP? He doesn't own Shazam. He doesn't even own Black Adam. If the Warner Brothers execs at the time, Hamada, who was in charge at the time, if he wanted it to happen, he could have just made it happen. He could have called up those actors and said, get your asses over here. Here's the money we're paying you. Do it. The fact that they gave Dwayne Johnson this much power To say no is an issue. And it's really weird because I've been a huge supporter of Dwayne Johnson for quite some time. But something just really started to irk me on the buildup to Black Adam. And you could start to tell that he wasn't in it. He wasn't in the DC universe. He wasn't in this for the fans specifically. He was in it for himself. He was in it to do what he wanted to do and that's not a bad thing if if you're going to be in charge of a studio that makes sense If you're going to be in charge of a property that makes sense but there was so much confusion so much unknown going on around dc films at the time that it just didn't it didn't sit well with me the way he was marketing acting treating the character I can go back probably almost 10 years ago, and I said, it's a terrible idea to do a Black Adam movie without Shazam. I think you need to have a Shazam movie first, which we got, but then I think you need to introduce Black Adam with Shazam. It's yin and yang. You can't have one without the other. Not to mention that it does kind of confuse your general audience, who four years ago, Five years ago, saw it was not even that long. Four years ago, went and saw a movie with a guy with a lightning bolt on his chest. Now you have another movie with the same lightning bolt on somebody's chest, but it's a different character named something else. It's hard. The general audience isn't as quick to pick up on this stuff and understand this stuff as much as you would think. Then you may have some who just think it's completely separate anyways and don't even care. And that's where the problem lies. Hunter Iggy, do you think James Gunn will cast Middle Eastern for Black Adam because Black Adam is from the Middle Eastern? Here's the thing. I have no idea. I don't know what they're going to do with Black Adam. I think it's too soon to do anything with Black Adam right now. You can't recast. You can't do anything new with Black Adam at this point in time. I think that's down the line at this point. If this movie would have succeeded, things would be vastly different at Warner Brothers and DC right now. I don't think James Gunn would be leading the way. And we'd be seeing something much different than what we're getting. However, if, let's say, you know, it, it, they do decide to cast Black Adam, I think they're going to be more true to the character from the comics. Absolutely. So whether he's Middle Eastern, I, I think that's just going to depend on. <laughs> what the you know the best actor at the time for that, and I think they're going to because you take a look at Marvel, they're trying to stay true to the heritage, to the race, to everything that has come from the comics, and that, that you know that is important because they create these comics, they create these characters to be a representation of those races, of those this heritages, and instead of taking a role and you know changing it from a white person to a black person or changing it from a uh, uh, Middle Eastern to a, Ho- a Hawaiian or whatever Dwayne Johnson is. Instead of doing it that way, Marvel's doing it the right way and just finding the right race for the role. So that's 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 encouraging because James Gunn has learned that. So I think if you if you want that to happen, I think you should stay hopeful that it does happen that way because I think it will. Whoops, didn't mean to do that what else happened i mean this whole thing you know for me like i said at the beginning of the episode i think what they need to do is completely completely restructure how the remaining movies come out with how poorly black adam and Shazam were were received they need to start anew they need to they need to to jump start this dcu as soon as possible the problem is, the Flash comes out in June. Aquaman or uh, Blue Beetle comes out in August, and Aquaman comes out what November? I don't remember. December, something like that. Regardless, what they need to do is they need to they need to flip things around. They have to have the Flash come out after Aquaman, and as long as Blue Beetle doesn't connect to any of the old DCU stuff. They can push that to early, like, March 2024, whatever next year is. Push that to March. Because what that does is that it gives you a movie in March. So hear me out here for a second. Say we, they, they can say they can move Aquaman from late this year to June. Just give it Flash's current spot. Move Flash to Blue Beetle's spot, which is in August. So it's still a summer movie end of summer and honestly end of summer movies do pretty well sometimes because it's away from all the other junk that's like june is a packed month i think it'd be smart for them to move flash away from there to to give them even a better chance of making more money so say you move that you move blue beetle to march so then you have june august and there's a lot of stuff coming out in late fall and early winter with i think avatar and all that jazz So then you move Blue Beetle to March. And then you have some television shows maybe come out later that year connected to the DCU, the animated stuff. Because then you're in the DCU at that point. That's what they need to do. They can't wait. I I don't care what anybody says. They cannot wait until 2025, July of 2025, to jumpstart the DCU. They cannot do it. They can't. And the easiest way to do it, like I said at the beginning of the show, you cast your Superman, you cast your Batman. You have a little scene at the end of Flash, mid credit scene, end of the movie, whatever it is. You have Superman, you hear Sonic Boom come into the, the Batcave. And he floats down and he goes, Bruce, something feels off. And they have a little discussion about how the universe has changed, that things are different. Not completely different, but different enough. And not only are they doing that by telling us, but they're also showing us as a new Superman, a new Batman are sitting there. Blue Beetle then comes out in March. You have a little tag there. You add a scene into that with the new Batman or the new Superman or whatever. you get, Maybe you cast a couple other characters that are going to be in your new DCU and you cast and and you throw something in there. That is how they're going to have to do it. That's how they have to do it because the way it is now, nobody's going to go see the flash. Nobody's going to go see Aquaman. I can tell you right now, Aquaman could be the greatest movie ever made. Nobody's going to go see it after how Shazam was and how Black Adam was. Especially if the flash comes out, changing everything meanwhile aquaman takes place before it or who knows at this point it's it's a conundrum they are in a conundrum right now it's unfortunate it really is i think that they have a lot of possibilities for sure but i don't know i really don't know what about Arnold Voslow? He voiced Black Adam in the DCAU animation movie for the DCU. You're, you're really stuck on casting, aren't you, Hunter? <laughs> Look, man, I, when it comes to casting, I trust that they're going to do fine with casting. Uh, again, you talk about Black Adam. I, I don't see anything happening for another five years with Black Adam. I don't, I I don't, they can't, they can't have a Black Adam movie have come out in 2022 and then have one come out in 2023, 2024, 2025. I think that's just too close. People aren't going to, not to mention that the general audience didn't even care for Black Adam. So why would they care about a new Black Adam movie? Why would they care about a Black Adam character? That's, that's something they're going to have to build up over time. But first, before you do that, before you start introducing these lesser known side characters, you have to establish your big characters. You have to establish your Batman, your Superman, your Bat Family, your Lois, your uh, Aquaman, your uh, what have you, all of that. You need to establish them before you can go and pull Black Adam, Shazam, Cyclone, uh, all of those types of characters. Red Tornado, The Atom, you know, like a lot of those characters, I think are going to pop up at some point, but they're not going to be popping up like, hey, we got our own movie or, hey, here I am right away. I think it's going to be more as a side character type of thing as they build them up. This whole thing, and this is a little tease, you know, when it comes to the fandom, the fandom is, is a big reason why this has happened. Everything that's been going on in regards to DC right now, a lot of it falls on the fandom. Yes, the the fight for the Snyder Cut was successful. Yes, it came out. Yes, it was awesome. Yes, we did a great thing in getting it out. But here's the big kicker. The, The really big kicker. That fandom has become toxic. That fandom has become a bunch of assholes. Not all of them. There's some good ones in there. But a good portion of them have become a bunch of assholes. And here's the problem with that. You are then making the fandom so divisive, so unexciting, so toxic. So nobody wants to be part of it. The general audience doesn't want to be part of it. You go and talk to your, your parents, your grandfather, your whoever, your uncles, your aunts, and say, oh, man, you know, Snyderverse, Snyderverse this, Snyderverse that, oh, I want that, yeah, and all the stuff that, that's coming out now is terrible. Well, they're not going to go see these movies. You're telling them it's terrible. And that's a problem. Yes, you are the minority. Yes, there aren't as many of you as there is general audience. But I can tell you right now that your voices are loud enough that it's making the general audience not give a fuck about what's going on right now with DC. And that it is getting quieter. It has been getting quieter. I will say that it has been getting quieter, you know, in in, in my certain areas of social media, I'm still seeing a lot of it, but there's a lot of people who just aren't hearing it or seeing it anymore. You add that to the terrible marketing. You add that to the uncertainty of what James Gunn is doing yeah, these movies aren't going to do great. But this is a little tease of, of an episode coming up here soon, talking about the fandom, talking about not just the, the DC fandom, but star Wars fandom, Marvel fandom, because right now I, I truly believe that we are in the worst time to be a pop culture fan. I've been a fan and in love with pop culture for the better part of 20, 25 years. And I've never seen it as divided, as unenjoyable as it is today. And we're going to have a a good discussion about that in probably about a week or two. So keep an eye out for that. But let me know your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts on everything going on with DC right now. Who's to blame for Shazam failing was... What's going on? You know Zachary Levi calling out. You know Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson not retaliating at all, which is probably a smart move on his part. Should he have he should he have had any say in what happened and what went on in Shazam? Let me know in the comments. Let us know in the comments for sure. All right. So next up, next up, and. I kind of feel bad. I really, you know, this was Ken's Ken's idea. He wanted to discuss video game adaptations. And I get it. I get it. Right now, there is a huge, huge boom when it comes to video game adaptations. You have things like The Last of Us, which was phenomenal by, by many accounts. I never watched it. I watched the first episode. But by all accounts, it was phenomenal. Sonic the Hedgehog, the first, those two movies were great. They were great. I loved them. I I don't know if you saw them, but hopefully you did and you saw them and you thought they were great because they were great. We also have a lot of other stuff coming up. We have a movie called Bioshock based off the video game series from the what late 2000s, like 20 2007, something like that came out during the three sixty era. We've had Tomb Raider. Now here's the thing about Tomb Raider. The last one was great. I loved the last Tomb Raider. I thought it was phenomenal. But they didn't make a second one in time. And now the rights have been sold. And it looks like they're going to be going for another one. Hey! I guess that's what you get when you don't make things in time. But I liked it. And it was a good movie. They did a good job with it. Super Mario. A lot of people are saying that this is the next. This is the next billion dollar movie i think it's possible i absolutely think it's possible this movie looks fantastic and despite the controversy surrounding chris pratt being the one to voice mario i think it's going to be an excellent movie the halo series the halo series i have a love-hate relationship with this series because it wasn't terrible It was not a bad series by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't as good as it should have been. It should have been drastically better than it was. It should have probably followed more closely to what they did in in the the video game, but alas, they did not. Now we're going to go through some more stuff here, but you know, the question is to you guys with this do you think that this is a perfect time for the video game genre to overtake the comic book genre in hollywood there's this thought and discussion that there's comic book movie fatigue right now and and i actually agree that to an extent there is shazam didn't do well ant-man didn't do well black adam didn't do well Black Panther did all right. But when you sit back and you you take a look at everything, the reception of these films, the reception of what were once applauded and celebrated on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. It's just not like it was. It's not like it was. And You have to ask, what could take its place? And it comes down to what are they going to be able to do with the quality? God of War is being made, I believe, by Amazon. Now, Amazon has money just to throw at their IP that they have. They could make God of War phenomenal. I'm not a big fan of the the God of War. I'm not a big fan of the, the God of War games, but that doesn't mean that they can't make a damn good movie or series out of it over at Amazon. The Division, which is absolutely perfect for a film or a TV series, a post-apocalyptic type of world where a virus has decimated the population after being spread on a Black Friday holiday season. Like that makes sense. And we can now almost relate to that a lot more now than we could when that game came out. And it's really interesting to think about that, to think that this is going to be a movie or a series or some live action project. And here's the thing. Dr. Supa, a lot of games can be a lot of games that can be great movies. Yes, there are a lot of games that can be great movies. Absolutely. There are quite a few that could be. And that's the thing. That's what we got to really talk about is the comic book genre. Marvel is doing it right. And they, and they seem to have, I don't know if they've lost their way or if something has happened with it. But the video game genre of movies or TV shows, you can have your sci-fi. You can have your, your thrillers. Similar to like Tom Clancy type of stuff. Spy thrillers. You can have your action adventure. You can have your mythology. You can have your your huge fantasy type of films. And that all comes out of video games. If Detective Pikachu, that movie was phenomenal. I am not a Pokemon fan by any stretch of the imagination. But this movie, Detective Pikachu, was, was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I thought it was great. Great voice cast with Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Great cast with Justice Smith. And uh, what's her name? She was just a name, man. I can't think of her name now. But even her, she was great in it. And when you put this much care and this much hard work into these IPs yeah they're gonna do great hunter did you see my question yes i did let me i'll get to that after i'm done talking here buddy there's so much there's a borderlands movie being made borderlands who would have thought would you have thought borderlands when it came out what was the first one 10 years ago 11 years ago that we would be getting a film the Witcher. That was a great series. And it's its issues. It wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination and it's probably going to go downhill after Henry Cavill leaving after this season but it's, it's a lot of fun now. Five Nights at Freddy's. I know my kids are excited about this one. At least one of my kids is excited about this. Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I actually saw some behind the scenes uh, pictures that they've taken recently. They've been up on the internet of the the restaurant and stuff like that, I, 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 they're they're making this stuff, and you know why? Because these are all properties that studios that aren't Warner Brothers that aren't Marvel slash Disney can run out, license, and put out. We I think, I think we're going to see a lot of video game movies coming out over the next and, and whether it's movies or or TV shows over the next 5 to 10 years. Mortal Kombat was last year. I thought it was good. It wasn't great. It was uh, it could have been better, but it's it still it was good enough for a sequel, which I'm interested in seeing. Especially because they didn't actually get to the tournament. I was kind of hoping they'd get to the tournament and they never got to the tournament in the movie. Gears of War. This one is Netflix. Netflix is making a Gears of War project with, well, they don't have anybody attached, but a lot of people are hoping that Dave Bautista is going to be playing the main role here of Marcus Phoenix, which I'm all for. I I think he'd kill it in that role. Absolutely kill it. But let me know your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts on all this because I truly think, with how great The Last of Us has been received, how great Sonic was, Super Mario looks like it's going to be fantastic. Halo, while not amazing, has potential to be great. And I, I've really enjoyed it thus far. You know, Mortal Kombat was a lot of fun. They're making a Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Minecraft is getting made into a movie. I mean, there's so much for Turismo, which weird, but you know, I'm sitting here looking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and six of those have already been made or released. That means there's another 10 that are in some sort of development that are going to be released over the next two to four years. i think if 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 these studios play their cards right dc and marvel aren't going to be competing against each other no they're going to be competing against these ips and it's going to be interesting definitely going to be interesting but let me know your thoughts your comments your ideas about the video game genre and if you think it's going to overtake comic book movies if you think if you think it's going to uh, just explode, like I think it's going to, which I, I hope it does. I hope it does. All right. So Hunter had a comment from an earlier conversation about the flash. He goes, what about Superman and Batman wake up from a dream that they were different Superman and Batman, but it feels real like a hologram dream. Um, I think Here's the thing, DC is very, There's the multiverse is rooted in DC so much, and I'm not saying my idea is better than yours, I'm not saying your idea is worse or better than mine, but what I think they need to do is they need to establish that there was a change. I think that that's what they have to do that there is a change because what you can essentially do then is you're starting the DCU at that point, but everything that came before it is still loosely connected to that moment. So you could tell people go watch man of steel all the way up to the flash movie. And then there's that change. And then people understand, okay, we're here. Or you can watch that movie. And then there's a change, and then you understand. Okay, that's why this Batman or that Batman, who's in the Flash movie, is not the Batman here now. So I, I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, the idea of waking up from a dream—not that I that it's too confusing—but I think in a way it's going to be more like you know, you know how people didn't want to. You didn't want. You don't want people to come out and and you didn't want The Walking Dead to say Rick woke up from a dream and all of Walking Dead was him dreaming while he was in a hospital. I feel like this is kind of what that would have would be like if they did that. I love the idea, sir. I don't know what idea you're talking about, Ken. I don't know what idea you're talking about, but. Uh... <laughs> I just, I was rambling on, so I don't know what you're talking about. But I I truly believe that that is the best way. I think if they they rearrange things, people are going to get mad. And if people get mad, it is what it is. If you move things around, push the Flash. The Flash has been delayed like 452 times at this point. So delaying it another two or three months wouldn't be that big of a deal. I think it's what they need to do, and I think they need to bring Aquaman back before the flash which i think they should have tried to do from the the get-go uh ken would you say that it probably would be the best move for blue beetle be told for the dcu yes 100 and here's the thing that is an easy fix because if they look at that movie if there's any connection to the dceu the old stuff they can cut it Or reshoot it. They still have time to do that right now. Especially if they do what I say. And push it to the beginning of 2024. They could also. Shoot a post credit. mid credit scene. Connecting it to the new DCU. Like I say you should do with the Flash. I I, I think that would be the best way. For them to go. I think Blue Beetle is going to be phenomenal. I know we're getting a trailer here soon. Um. Somebody was, somebody was hinting at it on Instagram yesterday, I think it was. Ken says, I'd scrap Aquaman 2. You know, I would. I, I say the same thing. But some people on, on social media made some good points. And the big one being that Aquaman 1 was a $1 billion movie. You then, you don't go spend probably $200 plus million on a sequel to a $1 billion movie and then not release it. When they scrapped Batwoman or Batgirl, whatever it was, Batgirl, when they scrapped Batgirl, that's because it was low enough amount of money, uh, low enough amount of money for them to scrap it and, and not hurt them extremely financially. Scrapping a $200 million movie, that would probably hurt them more than than help. So I think that's why they're not going to scrap Aquaman. Again, I I think they should, but I understand the financial ramifications of it. Again, the first one was a billion dollar movie. This one could be a billion dollar movie. Although if you listen to the rumors, this one sucks and it's probably going to, make as much money as Black Adam, which is like under 400000000 I million. We'll see. (laughs) We will definitely see. I, I hope for the best. And I wish James Gunn would just give me a call. Give me a call, James. I'll help you sort this all out. Talk to Zaslav. Rearrange some things. I'm telling you, that would be the best bet. That would be you put... The last movie at the end of, you know, towards the end of this year, The Flash. Blue Beetle, retoll it, however you have to. And from what from what James Gunn was saying, he, he kind of made, when he was making the announcement of his lineup of Chapter 1, he made it sound like Blue Beetle had really no connection to anything else. And if that's the case, there's no reason not to push it. And then flip Aquaman and Flash. There's really no reason that'll give him, that'll give them the ability to simply start fresh. And if you do what I say and where you have this new Superman and Batman, have a conversation about how things have changed, how things seem different. People won't be as upset when you have characters played by the same actors that played it years prior. Now, don't get me started about the whole Jennifer Holland thing that <sighs> fans need to stop and chill with that crap. You know, James Gunn's friends, as you all like to say, they're side characters. They don't met. Nobody remembers who Steve Aggie played. The only reason why people remember who Jen- Jennifer Holland played is because she's popped up in five movies. Nobody. I mean, look, Amanda Waller, she's a great character. No reason why she can't carry over to the new DCU. No reason why they have to recast Viola Davis, who is one of the best actresses out there today. There's no reason. John Cena is phenomenal as Peacemaker, but he's a side character. No reason why they can't keep him. The reason why they can't keep Henry, Ben, and possibly Gall is is because Ben doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. So don't force him to do it. Henry wants to do it, but he's too old. They want to go younger. And Gal, if if she wants to do it, why the hell not? She's been a great Wonder Woman thus far. It's that simple. People want to make everything a bigger deal than it actually is. There's no reason for it. We can all have fun. We can all enjoy What they're doing. And here's the thing. You can love what Zack Snyder did. You can support the idea that one day, hopefully, they restore the Snyderverse. But you're allowed to be excited for what James Gunn is doing. You want to know why it's okay? Because it's the brightest the DC films have ever looked. The future of DC films has not been this bright ever. Ever! Even when Snyder was involved. Because there was an ending with Zack Snyder. There's no ending right now. The sky is the limit. The possibilities are endless. And there's a direction. There's going to be continuity. They never had that with Snyder. They never had it with Hamada. We have it now. And that's all the more reason to get excited. More than enough reason to be excited. Man. (laughs) It's all good, buddy. It's all good. Love to hear your thoughts, though, on video games. Are they going to overtake the comic book movie genre and TV and film. I think they will, I think they should too. I think it would be pretty exciting to see that shift. We have to see a shift of something at some point. You know, there was a time when Westerns were the biggest things ever on screen. That eventually went away. Then you had the the crime dramas, the gangster movies, the action films with Saloon and Schwarzenegger. Uh, Bruce Willis. Then you had a time period where just a bunch of crap came out. And then you had the comic book movie genre kind of claw its way into a little bit in the late 90s, early 2000s, kind of fell off a little bit. They were still there. Then the 2010s exploded. So things are changing. I think video game movies is the way to go here. I do. I think I think it is. I hope it is. What do you guys think? Leave your thoughts in the comments below. On the screen, you'll see a little QR code. Go ahead and scan that QR code. That'll take you to our link tree. Find all of our links there to our social medias, our email, all that jazz. Make sure to head over to the Bridging, Geekdom's, Bridging the Geekdom store and get some merch. Stickers, t-shirts, bottles, all that fun stuff. Help support us. It'd be great to support us. We need some loving. We need some help keeping the lights on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot to show this. The rap confirms that the Shazam, Frida God's Justice Society, Black Adam were recruiting Shazam in the post credits. And then Dwayne Johnson attempted to restructure the DCU, sitting around him and Henry Cavill Superman. And Levi was like, no, fuck you. And decided to out Dwayne Johnson to tell you that whole situation is just ridiculous it is it's really ridiculous i don't get it i don't get it smash that like button hit subscribe all that jazz remember we have live shows every single week thursdays we have live shows Ah, oh, nicotina i'll never buy that merch because you are an auntie <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm just I'm just anti-asshole. I think that's the best way to put it. Anti anti-asshole. What's going on, Nicotina? I believe he has a show tonight. Every Thursday, I believe they have four nerds, I think. Make sure you check them out. Great show, great group of guys over there. I support them. You should support them too. Great group of guys. Much better than me. <laughs> it sounds so stupid when you say it out loud. Dude, everything about that fandom right now and i'm again i'm not saying the entire snyder fandom i'm just saying there is a, a certain sect of that fandom that uh, they just need to get lives like stop being so angry why are you so damn angry stop being angry be happy yeah but yeah check out nicotina nicotina's got a great show Uh, himself and then the four nerds are great as well i think i'm I'm gonna call it quits here guys i think so again thank you so much for watching smash that like button hit subscribe with all that said i'll talk to all of you later